Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your leadership development podcast where they share unique insights with the purpose of helping leaders achieve their greatest potential. You can learn more by reading their books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose, or by participating in one of their workshops. All of this and more can be found on their website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. As a reminder, we have a supplemental resource to use to enhance your learning with Gapology. The Gapology workbook is designed to be used as you read the book to begin putting the concepts that we discuss to work right away. We have some really great exercises and some insightful questions to consider to help you reflect on your real world through a Gapology lens. It's available right now on Amazon.com and you can find a link on our website, Gapology.org. Okay, tonight we have another great topic to discuss. This one's all about leading through change. So let's go ahead and get the show rolling with Martinez. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Good, Brian. How are you? Good, good. It's just the two of us tonight. Wow. I know. Isn't that weird? The dynamic duo is just the two of us back. Yeah, that's how it always used to be. I know. Yeah, Judy's side up, Sarah's side up. and I know it was... Sarah's birthday yesterday, so she's, you know, probably just still recovering from that, I think. Most likely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think we have a really relevant topic for tonight. Uh, You know, right now there's so much change that's going on in the world. And it really made me think about how teams often struggle when change happens in the workplace, especially in a, like a remote environment, like really what a lot of us are still working in. And as leaders, we also struggle with how to lead them during those times of change as well. So I thought we could, you know, chat a little bit about how, you know, we can help them, uh, you know, with an approach from gapology, from a, a more of a gapology angle and leading through change. What do you think? I think it's very relevant. And to your point in a remote work environment, which is likely going to be with us forever. It sounds like um, change is more difficult to execute. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. You want to just uh, go ahead and kick her off? Yeah, yeah. So um, Gapology is really one of the solutions to effective change management. So as a leader, you need to ensure that the knowledge gap is closed around the change, that the importance gap is closed around the change, and that generally closes the action gap and makes it all happen. So applying Gapology directly, the process of Gapology and the root solutions of Gapology, which are laid out in in the book, uh, they are very effective in driving change management. So that is how I would would lay it out initially. What are your thoughts about that, Brian? Yeah, definitely. I think part of the biggest problem I think people have is just that fear of the unknown and then also that fear of what's next. And also the fear of why it all matters. <laughs> um, so I think it's like just that fear, I think that's created. So if a leader isn't really strong and strategic in their approach and how they roll it out initially, and then how they continue to um, you know, impact the process along the way, I think they can really create a lot of fear. Yeah. Well, people struggle with change just in general. You know, why, why are we doing this? Why change? You know, they view it as inconvenient. So closing the knowledge gap around whatever the change is, is critical. And often leaders miss on this one. 
they literally leave the team not fully understanding the change. One of the key tactics that we lay out in Gapology is random recaps. So if you're actually doing the change message remotely, uh, go around the room, go around the, the Zoom screen, in other words, and get feedback from the team and ensure that they understand the change, that the pieces are clear. And depending on the magnitude of it, you may need to you know, take that even a step further. But be very sure that the knowledge gap is closed. If the knowledge gap is not closed, the change will not be effectively executed, period. Correct? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think they need to understand what the change is and what their role in, in that change is. I think that a lot of times people are like, okay, so this is happening, but what does it really mean for me? So if we don't do that, I think there's going to be so many knowledge gaps. Oh, that's a great point. And you may have to meet with individuals separately to describe you know, their piece. So it's one thing to communicate a change for the organization. It's another thing to ensure that each individual knows their role and how yeah. critical it is. And the leaders need to fully understand it as well. So taking the time, being patient, and closing the knowledge gap sets the change in motion to be successful. Yeah. You know, something else occurred to me there is the leader needs to close their own knowledge gaps about how people are feeling and how people are reacting to the message that's being delivered. Yeah. And later, I'd like to talk about the DABA model because anyone that doesn't know that or isn't uh, understanding that will will be caught off guard by it. But absolutely. And we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Leaders need to understand the process of change and what people go through. And once you understand that, you better equip yourself to execute change flawlessly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about the importance gap real quick then. So let's say that the knowledge gap is closed. The team understands the change. If you do not let them hear why we're doing it, why it matters, why it's important, you don't close the importance gap. And if they don't understand the importance of it, even if they understand the process change, whatever it is, they won't be bought in. They won't be as engaged. So after they understand the change, the next step that is equally critical is to close the importance gap and help them understand the why. Why are we doing this? And why it matters and what their role is, again, gets reinforced in that. This is huge. So leaders often will get the knowledge gap closed, but then fail at the importance gap. We're seeing more and more gaps today. And again, it's driven by remote you know, leadership, remote workforce. But after the knowledge gap or simultaneous to the knowledge gap, you have to close the importance gap. We like to go knowledge gap first, then importance gap. If you do them simultaneously, you have to be very careful. And again, understand that that gap is closed, but that importance gap is critical. The team needs the why or they're not bought in. They'll talk behind your back about why are we doing this? This is crazy. You know, what, we, everything was fine before. You know, what what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely hear that for sure. Um, I think they need to understand I think how it connects to the organization's overall purpose, overall objectives of the organization. Um, but they need, need to also understand how 
it's important for them individually too. I think too often as leaders, you know, we're, we approach it from a dollar and cents standpoint, which, you know, a lot of the, a lot of times change is that is the case. It's, it's all dollars and cents, but, but how does that impact some of those other things uh, like your purpose? How does it impact the team and those types of things? You know, why, why does it matter for impacting those different, you know, pieces of the organization? Now that's huge. So the importance gap and the purpose of an organization need to go hand yeah. in hand. They need to be tied together. Um, Brian and I wrote a book called Speed of Purpose, which lays out the process for developing a purpose and then implementing it within an organization. Believe it or not, most organizations today do not have a purpose. So when it comes to closing the importance gap, it becomes difficult often. If you have a purpose, and you can tie everything back to the purpose, it makes it so easy in comparison. So you should definitely have a purpose. Uh, engagement source, we, uh, we prove in the book that the term speed of purpose is real. And we talk about how much faster a team can move when they understand the purpose of the organization. And so when you're making a change, if you can tie it to the purpose, it closes the importance gap very quickly. It makes things much easier for you as, as a leader. And it, uh, it, it makes it long lasting and uh, engagement goes up as well. So you can, you can make it a very positive change when you tie it to purpose. Yeah, absolutely. If, you, if you're only trying to impact their minds, you're only going to get so far. But you have to also impact their hearts. They have to understand why are we doing these things? You know, how does it really impact our, you know, wh whatever we're going after our purpose? If you can tie it to that, um, you know, what does it really mean? Then you're tapping into their heart as well. And I think that's, you know, those two things, your mind and your heart really have to be tied together. Well, and that's a great point. So if it's just about money, if it's just about more profit, yeah, more net operating income, uh, it isn't as significant as if it is about the purpose of the organization and how it impacts others. That's huge. So people want to work for an organization with a purpose. They want to have meaning uh, in their work. They want it to matter. And if you give them that, that closes the importance gap. So when you're making a change, if you can tie it to that, it will be of significant advantage to you. Yeah, definitely. You know, and we've talked in the past offline about uh, generations and, you know, how different generations are wired a certain way. And, and uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, any classes that I've gone through on generational leadership, um, they always talk about the fact that the younger generations are really tied to purpose. And, and what I found, though, is really everyone is at just it's at a different level. So it's really critical that, you know, as we're leading our teams, that we're really tying it to something that really is meaningful. Well, you look at the job market today and finding great people is extremely difficult. You really have to create them from within. You have to develop them. One of the ways in which you develop people is to give them a purpose. To give them a purpose. It changes everything. We have seen up to 10 times productivity change when people are given a purpose. So don't underestimate it. It is critical. It's what uh, people are looking for. If, uh, if the purpose 
creates emotion in people, that's a good thing. To your point, you've got to touch the heart. Yep. And again, making a change and tying it to the purpose makes it meaningful and it ensures that the execution of that will be at a higher level. So don't underestimate it. Yeah, totally. So when you look at the action gap, you know, it it's almost closed at that point. If you've done a great job as a leader closing the knowledge gap and closing the importance gap, you then just set metrics that measure you know, this change, you hold people accountable, you celebrate the wins. Uh, Brian and I were talking the other day about standing ovations. We used to do standing ovations for people that fully executed our purpose. That brings it home. That makes it real. <laughs> so the action gap is going to be closed when you do all these right things. We used to gather a group of people, maybe 20, picture this, in a circle, and we would have the person that had best uh, equaled our purpose, you know, stand in the middle. And we would talk about what they did and we would give them a rousing standing ovation. And we would do this in the middle of a retail store. And often customers would just join in and, and gather around. It was incredible. But you talk about closing the action gap forever and making everyone understand what mattered. You know, that that did that. So don't underestimate closing the action gap through celebrating achievement, you know, yeah. of, of that thing. Make it a big deal when that when that first person achieves the objective that you've that you've laid out from this change, et cetera. Make it a big deal. Make them heroes and and it'll bring the whole team along. Yeah. Yeah. I totally remember that. So the thing that struck me. <laughs> That was really interesting is, is that when we started talking about, you know, why they were, you know, they're, they're tearing up and that kind of thing. And we asked them later why they were, you know, tearing up. And the thing that they mentioned was, you know, it meant something to them. They really connected with it and um, it, it was really purposeful, right? It, they didn't ever mention dollars or cents. They never meant, or they never mentioned anything about um, anything that was tactical, it was all about what really meant something to them. And that's where you tap into that heart versus just the mind. Yeah. They often said, however, that they had never received a standing ovation in their lifetime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. so think about making a moment in someone's lifetime around the objective that you've laid out. Mm -hmm. So as a leader, you have this incredible opportunity to help the team understand that we are what we celebrate and it, it can just last for, for years and years and, and be significant. So don't underestimate it. Yeah. So, so just think about as you're leading teams through a, a period of change and it's, you know, change is always going to be a higher stress time, you know, for a business and imagine giving people standing ovations as you're going through change where people meet, you know, reach milestones and things like that where you're celebrating, you're creating celebration around these different milestones. Um, I think that could be so powerful in creating momentum to move from, you know, uh, the previous state to the, the state that you really want to get to. Yeah. I mean, picture the simplicity of a standing ovation around the first person that fully implements the change. Yeah. How simple is that? 
And how powerful is that? Right. When everybody hears about it and then everybody wants to join in and be part of it. Yeah, definitely. Let's, um, I want them to hear this change management model because we've had such success with this. Um, Can I go to that now? Sure. Yeah. So we developed a change management model that we implemented all over the place. It, It even worked in Africa with missionaries who were trying to increase the congregation size in their churches and bring people to church. It it was incredible uh, the impact it had there, but it works everywhere. So write these down if if you can. So we found that if leaders simply communicate these three things, they create action. And they are in the order of knowledge gap, importance gap, and action gap. So K-I-N-A in that order. So the first one is, and picture yourself talking to a group of people, your team. Tell them what they need to know. Tell them what they need to know. So if it's a change, lay it out for them. Graphically, you know, whatever, whatever you need, tell them what they need to know. Ensure that they understand that. That's the first step. The next step is tell them why it matters. And this is often where you will tie their their piece of this into it. Why it matters, why it is of great significance and why you need their support. So first step, what they need to know. Second step, why it matters. The third step is tell them what they need to do and ask for their commitment. This is big. Ask for their commitment to do it. So tell them what they need to do and ask for their commitment to do it. Those three steps can create significant change and significant execution and move organizations and teams very quickly. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Brian? And I know you've had great experience in this. Oh, yeah. No, th- this is the best model. Whenever uh, you're leading through change, remember that part of the struggle that people have with change is what's unclear, right? So they, if, if there's any unclarity around any of this, any of the change that you're expecting, there's going to be fear created. So this model just lays it out so smoothly if you can, as you're structuring your uh, presentation or your messaging, or if it's something that's delivered, lay it out in this manner, in this order. And I think it's going to eliminate any confusion that people might have. Yeah. The other thing we've done with this, uh, to your point, is we've made this the model for uh, presentations or speeches made by the leader to the organization. Tell them what they need to know, tell them why it matters, and tell them what they need to do and gain their commitment from that. It can be incredible as a speech format to move an organization forward. So depending on your level in the organization and or the format, think about this as a messaging flow that works. It works. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, even if you're leading just a small work group, you know, or a small department, uh, maybe you only have a team of two people. Um, you still need to lay things out in this manner 
Um, because even if you're a leader of just a few people, um, you still really impact their lives. If you go in the wrong order, you really screw it up. You know, so if you tell them what they need to do first, which is a common mistake, they don't hear it because they don't know what it is <laughs> and they don't know why it matters. Right. And it totally throws it off. So most <laughs> leaders will lead with what they need to do. That yeah. is not the first step. That is the last step. Mm-hmm. That is the last step. It, which is inclusive of asking for their commitment to it. So you've got to tell them what they need to know first. It's the business case. You lay out the business case. If it's a business scenario, you then lay out why it matters. You pull on the heartstrings a bit, and then you go for what they need to do. So order here matters. There's no other order that works. And believe it or not, that is knowledge, importance, and action in order. And that is gapology. Yep. Perfect. All right, one last thing that we got to talk about, Brian. DABA. DABA, yes. Most leaders do not know about DABA. So if you're taking notes, write down D-A-B-A, D-A-B-A. So DABA is the process of change in essence. It's very real. It's woven into our DNA as humans. And it happens when there's a change. And as leaders, if you know about it, and can see it and can anticipate it, that's more important, you can overcome it. So it is a progression from D to A to B to A. So the first D, the D, the only D, I'm sorry, is denial. So most people when confronted with change slip into denial. Oh my God, why are we doing this? This can't be happening. I just learned the other process, and now we've got a new one. Whatever it is, denial is a human reaction to change. So that's the D. So again, you can see how the KIA model we just laid out for you, the change management model, will help overcome that. So denial then leads to anger, and you will see people actually get angry over a change. They may not show it to you, but the minute the meeting is over, they're talking to their peer group about how dumb the change is. Not good, but predictable. Denial, then anger. So there's this wall that's sort of built there, and we need them to go over the wall. And once they get over the wall, they achieve bargaining. Bargaining, that's the B. So we're making this change, but could I do it this way? Or could I tweak this a little bit? That's a huge positive sign. So roll with that a bit because it's very good because it means they're over the wall. Many people never leave the DNA, the denial and anger, and they sort of spin in a circle, never getting over the wall. But that bargaining piece is a huge positive sign. And you can coach them from there. And the final A is acceptance. They accept the change and we move on and we execute fully. So DABA is very real. It happens to us whenever there's change. It's a process that humans go through. As leaders, we need to be aware of it. We need to anticipate it. And we need to carve it into the execution of any change uh, so that uh, we're not caught off guard and so that we fully execute. Brian, I said too much there, but uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you're good. Um, 
something that occurred to me as you were going through that, you know, which we've taught for years that I don't know if I ever really connected. So if, if you have somebody that does, you know, get blocked by that wall and they're kind of spinning there right at that anger level, that's where I think oftentimes leaders create something that we talk about in the commitment ladder, which is grudgingly compliant. Um, oh yeah. And yeah. I, I, I think that's where, you know, you have somebody who even could be a top performer, but if they get stuck at that level on DABA, I think that's where so much of that grudging compliance happens. I think you're right. Yeah. So we found that there is this commitment level, which we call grudgingly compliant that destroys the team Yeah. where you have this individual on the team that bad mouths the change, they bad mouth the leader, but all in discretion behind the leader's back. And it can be very destructive. So yeah, I, I do think you're right that, yeah. that that fits right there. Yeah. And that just shows how critical it is for a leader to be able to move their team through this DABA model and you know get up to the bargaining and acceptance as quickly as possible because that person could be so destructive on the team. The change is tough for people. Yeah. So as leaders, you have to um, you know get ahead of it and anticipate it. That's the key. And then once you implement what we've just described, if your team knows what they need to know, if they know why it matters and what they need to do, you're going to be a rock star. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, again, back to the uh, mirror, you know, looking in the mirror thing that we've talked about, you know, a thousand times on these podcasts, as a leader, you know, if your team's struggling with change, we, we need to start by looking in the mirror. We need to look at our own behaviors. Have we laid things out in this manner? Have we considered the the DABA model? Are we helping people get past anger, getting over that wall, moving on to bargaining and acceptance? Are we really owning our part in that whole process? Yeah, I would be more frank than that. I would say if your t- team is struggling with change, you are the issue. Okay. <laughs> yep. Fix you as the leader and everything will change. Right. And it may mean some people won't make the team, but you're the issue. Right. So dealing with change is not something that's going to go away. It may likely accelerate. Let's, let's, get, let's be great at this. Yeah. And I think it's a skill that can be built. You know, you you can learn how to be really good at change management at leading teams through change. Um, I don't, I don't think people are really born with that skill. I think that's something you really learn along the way. And, and, you know, leaders can listen to this, this podcast and start putting these things into practice. And I guarantee things will start to improve. Yeah. I mean, if you implement the things we just talked about, you will do well. Yep. And likely you will do quite a bit better than you're doing today. It, uh, it is not on the radar screen of most leaders to implement these things and they work, they work. So, yep. Well done, Brian. Thank you. Good. All right. That that, that was good, Mark. Um, I think that's good for tonight. So thanks much. Have a good evening. You too. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, that'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, Imbar, or Speed of Purpose, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.